You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Oh, hi. It's time for the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. You know what else it's time for me to do? It's time for me to spend this entire next one and a half to two hours sniffing in your ear because I'm nursing a stupid ass cold because I don't know fucking uh, because and that's why because so eat eat my ass and deal with the sniffing because it ain't going to go away. It's going to be that kind of episode. I'm going to tell everybody to shut up multiple times because I don't want to hear it nor do I give a shit and I almost slipped and fell down. Because my coordination is crap because I'm an old man. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. It's time to talk wrestling because that's what we do here on this show, allegedly. Other times we talk about other things. But this time we might talk about wrestling. Maybe. Beef the Legend, Poot the Bard, Tiger Bone Tom, Ransom the Madman, we're all here to talk to you about wrestling. And I think we have some picks to do. And we're going to get into some picks, but we're also going to get into some math. Because now we've brought math into the picks. And I'm not upset about it. I'm just telling you, daddy don't math well. So if I fuck this up, uh, sorry, but I have the IQ in math of a earthworm. So my bad. Not my fault. Big dummy, me no brain, help me the brain, no dum dum. So talk wrestling, dummies. All right. Well, let's let's get the picks out of the way. First oh, look foremost. at you just think you're taking the fucking race. You know, this isn't Tuesday. This isn't your show. So maybe ask the other guys what they want to do there, Captain Takeover. I mean, it is the Beefsburg Beef Driver Beefcast. So. No, that was squashed. That was squashed. Comcast is out. You're out. What? <laughs> I, I everyone think like to start. Poot Driver Pootberg Poot Party Bus. Poot Party. Party. The Poot Party poot. Bus. I'm there. Poot Party Bus. I, that's what my vote's for, is the poot party bus tonight. Well, poot, what would you, would you guys like to start like with Zoidberg. picks? The would you like, poot, would you guys like to start with picks and get them out yeah, of the way? Man. Let's, yeah, yeah man. Let's pick, let's pick Goldberg. I'm picking Goldberg. Cool. Ransom picks Goldberg for every match. Got it. All right. Uh, so we got oh, five fine. matches here for NXT. Hold on. Take. Hold on. You what? are not, like, doing this the justice it deserves. Gentlemen, it is time for the inaugural... <sighs> We already went through this puffery. Open. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, okay, fine. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Jeff Martin, and I'm super excited to be oh, here tonight. Let's just lay down no. our fucking picks and we go. No, you know brave. what? Oh, no. You know what? I'm excited, and I don't care if the rest of you jackholes are or not. I am super excited for the Choose Your Way to Open. So I think it's going to be excited. a blast. And by God, I'm going to fucking give it the trance it deserves. So shut up. Trance? Let me give it the fucking. Let me fucking give it. It is time for the inaugural Choose Your Way to Open, which means that you, the viewer, have a shot at taking our title. More importantly, it means that hopefully, finally, Tom is going to lose the damn thing. Now, I've said it. 80 million times before, and and by God, I think that this is the month. I feel it. So 
get your picks in. I did a I I I did a post. I, I, I did a live stream. <laughs> uh, I, I'll fucking type it out in Braille if you need it. Get your post in. We want to hear from you, and you know who you are. You know if you're listening, you know exactly my expectations of who I want to see picks from. All yeah, four of so, you. Because listen, Beef has given it, and let's face it, he's never really given it before. Because I mean, look at him. So this is a momentous oh, event. He's actually given it. Wow. So let's let's go ahead and kickstart it, Tom. You are the master of ceremonies, my friend. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the WWE network. And the terrible sure? background noise that's coming from somebody. Not this guy. Well, I know who it is. We all know. We all know. All right. So, as I was starting to say, it's probably have, me. Could be. We have five matches to pick uh, for NXT TakeOver in your house, which means we have oh, 15, many? five. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five. One hand's worth, Ransom. Oh, got it. Four fingers, one thumb. Five Nailed matches. It. Got it. it. All right, cool. So we have five matches. That's a total of 15 points up for grabs. How that works of the five matches, when you make your pick, you put a point value on each match you cannot use a point value more than once so depending on how sure you are of your pick Ooh. for example the first match that we're all going to pick is going to be the winner takes all six-man tag team match for the nxt north american championship and nxt tag team championships uh when you pick that match depending on how sure you are of your pick you give it a number value one through five this numbers this, can't be used twice, right? Correct. So and there's you, no last call, right? No, and no last call. Uh, okay. So right. if you're super sure yeah. okay. that Bronson Reed and MSK are going to retain, or if you're super sure that Legato del, del Fantasma and uh, all that's all three of them, it's uh, Joaquin Wild, Raul Mendoza, and Santos Escobar. If you're that's sure, yeah, whatever you're sure of, if you're super sure you would give it a value of five. If you're not too sure, give it a lower value. Once you give it that value, you cannot use that value again throughout the rest of this particular card. So, pretty simple. Um, and then, obviously, whenever we have the next set of picks for whatever the next show is, which I believe is what, AE, is it AEW this month or? No, nope, um, Hell in a Cell, thank next, you, yeah. Hell in a Cell. Rage in a Cage. Uh, so, Rage, yeah. <laughs> NXT sma or uh, WWE Smashing Pumpkins. Despite all your rage, it's still just a rat in a hell in a cow. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. hell in a cow! Oh man, hell in a is, it gonna, is there going to be an orange soda match? Because I love orange soda matches. Yes, hell absolutely. Hell. <laughs> all right, so um, starting things off, I'll lead it off here. Like I said, uh, the first match we're going to pick is the winner takes all six man tag team match. Pause your for, the for a second, son. If we're going to be assigning numbers to this and there's going to be no last call, Correct. I believe it to only be fair to go down the list of matches before we start assigning numbers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I, could that do that. I know which ones I'm confident in and which ones I'm not. Good call. Let's face it. Confident yeah. In you know what? I apologize. You're right. Okay, so let me do that real quick. Look so, at the big brain uh, on Ransom. I know. You say no. coming, coming from the man that no big brain. Come on now. Yeah, no, I don't brain. I mean, no brain. Okay. Let me shovel, help me dig. 
Okay, so here we go. Uh, we have five matches. Uh, like I just mentioned, this one is a winner-take-all six-man tag team match. This is for the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Tag Team Championship. So Bronson Reed is teaming with MSK. Those are the incumbent champions, respectfully, um, and versus all of uh, Legado del Fantasma. Um, so winner-take-all for that. Uh, the next match is Raquel Gonzalez who's the incumbent champion, uh, versus Ember Moon. Uh, Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart will both be at ringside, apparently. This is a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, the next match is just a regular singles match. This is Mercedes Martinez versus Zaya Lee, a.k.a. Gary Chung Lee, if that helps, if, in case Ransom doesn't know who the she is. You familiar? No. Uh, she's the one that went away and came back with, uh, her, her, I don't know, brother, counterpart or whatever with the big scary, like, Beef, help me out here. How, how's the best way you can explain it? Yeah, she's basically like, you know, an, an ancient dragon lady who they are serving under, and they're both Chinese, so clearly they're both, uh, Asian stereotypes, but they're basically warriors, both Xylee and Boa. So she has gone from happy-go-lucky face to no-nonsense kick-you-in-the-face heel. Yeah. Okay. okay, I wasn't sure if you... I, I was making sure you knew who it was that we were that we were referring to, so... All right. Um, all right, and then um, we have a ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship, uh, Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight. Oh, thank you. I know, right? And then uh, the main event, the fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship is Karrion Cross, obviously the incumbent champion, uh, with Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, Bird, yeah. With Scarlett. Right, right, right. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know, right? With Scarlett uh, versus Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, who will have Austin Theory apparently at ringside, and uh, old Peter Dune with uh, old Wunny e. Lorkin there at ringside. <laughs> yeah, old Wunny. Who doesn't love so those are, working? <laughs> so those are your matches. Those are the five matches for this Sunday's NXT TakeOver in your house. So, as is tradition, champion will pick first and we'll lead off. Uh, we're going to lead off with that, like I mentioned, the, uh, the six-man tag team winner-take-all match. Uh, I am going to go with the incumbent champions <laughs> here, Bronson Reed and MSK. How, the how number many, you're assigning? How many, how many confidence points? Are you points? Assigning? Uh, oh, I'm, Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to put five on that. Oh. Hmm. All right. All right. I think it's way too soon for Bronson Reed to lose that title, um, and MSK to lose theirs. So, uh, Poot, who you got? Um, I, I, I got to agree with the champ on this one. I think it's too soon for them to lose those belts. It really doesn't make sense. That's main roster booking. That's not NXT booking. Um, I am going to save my five. I'm going to put four on this one. Okay. I'm going to put four on this one. Okay. Beef. Uh, Reed and MSK, it's way too soon to take those titles off of either of those two. Uh, plus, it seems like they're going to do the same thing with um, the hit hit row. 
Uh, so yes, I am also taking Reed and MSK, and I'm also using my five pointer on this one. Okay. Uh, Ransom. Okay. So two things. First, uh, this freaking cold. I've had enough. I'm a little pissy. This this stupid ass cold is worse than when I had COVID. I'd rather have COVID than this cold. Just bullshit. So secondly, this. Why are they doing this? I don't know. Like, does this seem like a? Does this seem like the best idea, or does this seem like they were like, oh well, we want to have both these belts. We want to have the tag belt. We want to have the singles belt defended on this show, but we don't have a time. So let's let's throw it into this one weird ass match. I, or do you think it was legit thought out? Into I'm something excited for it. No, I think I mean I, as. As as someone who watches NXT on 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 the weekly, I'm 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 super hyped for it. I, I think it's a very intelligent way to get both belts defended, and it makes okay. sense because Legado del Fantasma is a is is a stable, and they claim that they are the best of the best. So this is their way of proving. I also I I think it's also there's a little bit of sprinkle of hey look at this gimmicky stuff we have going on, and it's not it's not that they're devaluing, and that's not meant to be cross. It's it's meant it's meant to be like. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a fast-paced, you know, high-spot match. At least, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, which I may very well be. But um, I, I think it's a little bit, a little bit of like, how many gimmicks can we throw in a match? Is it is it going to be a traditional like traditional six-man tag? Yep. Like there's going to be involved. It's not going to be a tornado yep. tag, right? Nope. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. It does, yeah. It doesn't. It does not specify if it's a tornado or traditional tag. I'm guessing it's a traditional. But um, yeah, and and it it does make sense that they would kind of be putting Legado del Fantasma in this position because after after Santos Escobar lost the the cruiserweight title, he set his sights on the North American title just you know because reasons. I don't know he's reasons yeah um so yeah and I, I, I don't know whatever the reason is I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, Ransom what do you what do you have as a pick? Go ahead and say the incumbents, and I'm going to put a four on this one. Okay. okay I, I feel so. like I feel like we're all kind of going into this with a little bit of cautious. Like now, it's like it's kind of like you're holding your cards up and going, "Hmm." Yeah, I know, right? I like it. Oh, don't worry, it'll get weird. I'm confident that it'll get weird. Oh, five, yeah. five confidence always. points on it getting weird. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll take that. Always does. Yeah. All right, uh, the next match we're going to pick is the uh, singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez, the incumbent champion, with Dakota Kai at ringside versus Ember Moon with Shotzi Blackheart at ringside. Poot, you're up. Uh, How long has Raquel held, held this title? Has it been a while, or did she just no, win? Uh, no. no she, um, she just... When, did, when was the last... Um, WrestleMania weekend. Raquel yeah, Gonzalez yeah. versus... Ember Moon. Thank you, Ember, Ember Moon. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raquel Gonzalez is going to hang on to uh, this belt. And I think, um, yeah, I think Raquel Gonzalez is going to hang on to that. Um, I'm going to put my five here. Hey. Uh, beef. Uh, I think Raquel holds on to this belt until Dakota Kai turns on her. Uh, and then I think Dakota Kai gets the title on a shit-heating heel way, and then we see Raquel's big face push 
Um, so that being said, I am picking Raquel for this match. I am giving it a solid four. I bet you do. Uh, Ransom. I'm going to pick Raquel Gonzalez as well, and I'm going to give this one a three. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I am also picking Raquel Gonzalez on this one. Um, again, it, way too soon to take it off of her. Good build. Uh, you know, monster, monster push. And the fact that she beat EO and EO held it for so long. And she's, in the words of Ransom, so pretty. Um, points. Let me see. Points, points, points. I think I'm going to give this one... I think I'm going to put my four on this one. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Uh, the next match would be a singles match. Just a regular singles match. Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee uh, with Boa, what's his nuts, and uh, old uh, scary dragon lady in tow. Probably sitting out there on the ramp or whatever. I don't know. She, that's usually where she's at, right? Yeah, at the top yeah. of the ramp. Yeah, she usually she doesn't make it like down to the ringside. I don't know if Boa will be at ringside or at the ramp with Scary Dragon Lady, but either way, they're there. So, uh, Beef, you are up to first pick. Uh, I am picking Zia Lee on this one with a one point. Okay. Zia Lee with one point. Ransom. Funnily enough, I'm going to go ahead and do the same exact thing. Okay. <sighs> um. Man, this is hard. Um. I think I'm gonna go with Zia Lee, and I'm gonna put two points on this. Hoot. Damn you, champ. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to put two, and I'm going to pick Zia Lee. Hey. I don't know Alrighty. anybody in this match. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is the ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. Yo. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, who's going to climb straight to the moon. Ransom, give us your pick. Uh, okay. Here's here's where I don't know if LA Knight finally gets his finally gets his. The billion Dollar Man has been getting one up on him every single time. You mean Cameron Grimes? Yeah, that's it. What did I say? LA Knight. LA Knight. I don't know. I don't know who people are. I really think that Poot, Poot the Legend is is has a good chance of winning this one. <laughs> But I don't know. I, Tiger Bomb Ransom might might pull it out. This is how little I have any idea what's happening right now. I'm so confused and very old. Um, I want to pick Cameron Grimes because I feel like, all right, finally, this is, this is going to be the one. This is going to be it. But part of me really thinks that WWE, NXT, whoever, they're expecting everybody to expect Cameron Grimes to get it. So are they going to give the people what they've been expecting, what they're being, you know, what they've been looking for? 
and Cameron Grimes finally, finally winning it, finally beating Ted DiBiase? Or are they going to pull a swerve and go, ah, you expected him to do it, but he's not going to do it? I, 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 I don't know about this one. But I think I'm going to get wonky, and I think I'm going to go with I think I'm going to go with LA Knight. And your wager, sir? Or do I want Cameron Grimes? Damn it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this one. I really don't. This is the hardest one. That's what she said. No, she hasn't. I'm very sleepy and old. I need drugs. Um, how about... How, <laughs> oh, fuck it. How about LA Knight with a five? Oh, my God. That's exciting. Getting crazy with it. I like it. That, that, is, that is vastly insane. I mean, why not? Who cares? <laughs> Uh, you still you still got uh, Rage in the Cage to pick, so this is yeah. this is why I love Ransom. <laughs> just get, get really. weird with it. Just Let's get weird. weird. All right, um, I'm up. Uh, I'm gonna pick Cameron Grimes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my one point on that because this one is really. This match and the last match are the ones that are really, really weird and could swing either way, to be quite right. honest. Right. You know? That's what I'm and, saying. You know. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'll pick Grimes one point. Uh, Poot. You know, I, I, I was Cameron jumping between I was jumping between the idea that Cameron Grimes wins this belt and then rolls with Ted DiBiase. Like, it's just like, but he doesn't need a mouthpiece. He doesn't need any more glamour. And and the thing is, I could really see L.A. Knight making a, a shtick of that belt and having it. And plus, they got to give something to L.A. Knight here. Like, they got to they gotta do something. I think this will be his jumping off point. And plus, Cameron Grimes, my NXT, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, like he he can eat all the pins and still not lose the shine on him. So I'm gonna right. go with two points on this, and I'm gonna go with L, or I'm gonna go with three points on this, and I'm gonna go with L A Knight. See, I'm glad you said that because I I see Cameron Grimes in the same light. Like yep. I I bet he could lose this match, and still not lose any sort of clout. Easily, I mean, you know what I mean. Oh, you're not wrong. I now, if whoever wins the championship, are they also winning the services of Ted DiBiase? No. No. Okay. Okay. Just a belt. No. Nope. And belt. I think that he actually disappears. Like once. Yep. Once this is over, I think he comes out, congratulates whoever wins, and that's it. We see of Ted DiBiase. At least for now, he may loop back around and you know a couple months, whatever. But. He Scrooge yeah. McDuck's out of the ring into a pile of money, and we don't see him for another five years. <laughs> with with the belt too, with the belt, I bet, because because they're not going to be, it's not going to be something that we see regularly featured like the like the FTW title on AEW. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I disagree with that. I think I think that we see it. I think it, it, it may not be defended, but I think it's definitely going to be a prop 
points for whoever wins this. Okay. Well, that's even more reason for me that I picked Cameron then, so, but that's fine. Yeah, I got um, a bad feeling, though, because like you said, if it's if the belt's going to stick around as a prop, who would make more sense to have that prop? Would it be L.A. Knight or would it be the guy that's constantly bragging about all of his money like Cameron Grimes? Yeah, but I, I think this could turn Cameron Grimes around off the whole money thing. You know what I mean? Oh, that that's all okay. you, you know, because I think if all you right. want to make him a main of and, and this is nothing against DiBiase in the in the million dollar, you know, the million dollar man and, and everything. I, I think that Cameron Grimes needs to not go back to his like serious gritty country beat the shit out of people. But it's like Cameron Grimes, the character was fine before we had this money gimmick and not okay. that we need to regret. You think they're going to use this as maybe a way to get him away from that? Then. Yeah, just step away from it and, you know, just just have him be Cameron Grimes and give him a little more room outside of that one singular focused gimmick to then breathe a little okay. bit and, you know, move forward in this, you know, and shoot for something like the North American belt. Oh, OK. Well, makes sense, I suppose. It's an interesting. It's interesting way. This is a, a really essentially. It really could go either way. Um, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you, Poot. The uh, oh the boy. money, the money. Cameron Grimes isn't going anyway away anytime soon because they had to take away his old theme music because it was done by CFO Dollar Sign. So they made this new theme song for him, which is all about money. Yeah, but you understand so, that you understand that. We haven't hit the wall. Not every song's been written. Like, we could write a new song for Cameron Grimes. I hear you, but that's extra money. And, you know, in these in these uncertain times, who knows if WWE is going to be spending any money at all. Uh, so that being said, uh, on this match, I am picking Cameron Grimes. Uh, I think it makes all of the sense in the world. And I love LA Knight. I think L.A. Knight is going to be an absolute superstar. He just needs to wait for the NXT title picture to kind of clear up. Uh, that is to say, wait for Karrion Cross uh, and probably Adam Cole to go away for a while until he ascends to the top there. Um, but all that being said, I love L.A. Knight, but it's just not his time yet. Uh, Cameron Grimes has been working super hard to get a singles title here. And I think, you know, yes, it's the Million Dollar Championship, but it's still... A distinguished title, I think. So, yeah, 100%. I think it's Cameron Grimes, and I'm putting my two points on this. Two points. All right. And now for the last match, I don't need to ask the number of points that we're putting on it because, well, we only have one choice left. Poot's putting his one point on this last match. Uh, Beef's putting three on it. Ransom's putting two on it, and I'm putting three on it. Uh, this is the fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship. Karrion Cross with Scarlett versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano with Austin Theory versus Peter Dune with Oney. All right. Uh, I am up to close this out, and I am picking Karrion Cross to retain. I, I don't see... I don't see him losing it yet. If it was a one-on-one -on -one with maybe Adam Cole, maybe he would lose it or something. Uh, but not yet. Not not uh, not as much as I love all the talent in this match. Any of them rightfully could be, but it's just 
it's not their time. Time is not up for uh, for carrying cross this champ yet. So, carrying cross to retain. Poot, who you got? Balls. Um, it's only one point. Um, so I'm going to. Um, I I don't think we need to take the shine off of carrying cross yet. So I'm gonna say carrying cross as well. But not even gonna lie, wouldn't mind seeing Adam Cole get a hold of that belt. Um, oh, absolutely. But if I'm if I'm gonna be wrong, I want to be wrong in that sense. Right. Um. I'm get. Yeah. I'm gonna absolutely go with. Um. I'm gonna absolutely absolutely go with. Uh. Uh. Carrying Cross here. Yeah. Like I. I think carrying the like carrying Cross has tons of legs right now. And it, yeah. Yeah. Carrying Cross. All right. Beef. Trying to talk myself off the ledge. Um. Because, man, like you, Tom, and my picks are identical. Uh, our point values are damn near identical. So here is what I'm struggling with. It's a fatal five-way match. It's one fall to a finish. It's not like it's, it's, it's elimination style. Uh, fatal five-ways are traditionally one fall to a finish. I believe that Karrion Cross has some un some un, uh, unresolved issues with Finn Balor. I think Balor comes back probably as the demon, uh, but regardless, I think that Balor like, puts Cross in his sights. Here's the issue. I love Karrion Cross, and I love what they're doing with him, but I think that the worst thing that they could have done, like retrospect being 2020, the worst thing they could have done immediately with him coming back is put that strap right back on him. And I get the mentality. You know, he was the champion. We want him leading the brand. We want to show that he's a monster so that that way, you know, the the half of the audience that watches NXT when it goes to Raw <clears throat> or SmackDown, they're like, oh, hey, look, it's that guy who held the title in NXT and only lost on blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, I, I get all that. But, man, a fatal five-way is really really an easy way out of getting the belt off of cross having him feud with balor into the SummerSlam uh pay-per-view coming up well the the nxt uh, the nxt show on SummerSlam weekend and i don't think that that uh bout needs a belt uh per se so cole makes a hell of a lot of sense here um because I think Cole and O'Reilly can feud for months with no problem. Uh, and I, I think Cole can really feud with anybody with no problem. Um, I I can't do it, man. I, I, I cannot fight the voices in my head. I got to lay my money on Karrion Cross for three points here. Okay, Ransom, closing it out. So, what's the over-under on... Cole and O'Reilly kind of eliminating themselves from this match because at some point they get so wound up in fighting each other that they just kind of lose track of what's happening for the belt because their focus isn't the belt. Their focus is beating the shit out of each other. Pretty, I'd, I'd say a good 50-50 at least. I mean, Beef, what do you think? Like, do you think their focus is going to be on the belt, or do you think it starts that way, but something like you know something breaks down and they wind up 
just fighting each other. And it's more about beating the shit out of each other, whether they um, fight away from the ring or they're on the outside whenever shit's happening in the ring and they just don't pay attention because they're too busy fighting each other. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's smart money. You know, if, if, if you were to put a prop bet on that, I'd say that would make sense so that they can continue their angle. However, since Adam Cole's return, he's made no, like, yes, he made, he, 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 he hit Kyla O'Reilly the first, but then he also hit everybody else in the match, in, in the triple threat match to determine number one contender. So, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it was a beeline type of thing. I, I don't think, I don't know, man. The way that Adam Cole talks, and, and they've made the entirety of this build pretty much on Cole versus Cross. So, um, maybe, but the one thing that is worth noting is that uh, Adam Cole was standing tall on uh, NXT, the go-home show, holding the belt over his head with the other four guys uh. down. Yeah, that never works out well. I really want to pick Cross. Nope, nope. I really want to pick Cole. Really for two reasons. One, I like Adam Cole and I want him to win. And two, because I like what Beef said about Cross and Valor not needing the belt for their feud. Like, the feud would be bigger than the belt. But at the same time... I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense to take the belt off of Cross. With him being so dominant and, you know, I don't know. I really want to pick Cole, but honestly, I think if I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose it off of the ladder match, not off of this match. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Cross as well, just because... I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. All right, gentlemen, that is that are whatever. Those are our picks. Uh Them there is, is no are. last call. Them is our words hard. No. Uh <laughs> but uh, there is no last call, but I will run down the picks just one more time and uh and then I have a special announcement afterwards. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right, so Poot uh, Poot has Bronson Reed and MSK retaining with a four-point value. Raquel Gonzalez retaining with a five points. Zia Lee winning with two points. LA Knight winning with three points. Carrying Cross with one point. Uh, Beef has Bronson and MSK for five points. Raquel for four. Zia Lee for one point. Cameron Grimes for two points. Carrying Cross for three. Ransom has Bronson and MSK for four points. Raquel for three. Zia Lee for one point, LA Knight for five, and Karrion Cross for two points. And I have Bronson Reed and MSK for five, Raquel for four, Zia Lee for two, Cameron Grimes for one point, and Karrion Cross for three. So those are the picks, and they are official. Now, normally this is the other way around, but Poot, can I get some can I get some breaking news music? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we already have our first outside contender from outside the P3 podcast with their picks. They just came in hot off the presses as we were finishing up ours. The bastard 
Pat, the mid-card maniac, has his picks in. Should we announce them? Uh, why nope, why we not? Will, nope, we will post them to Facebook just like everybody else because that way you have to visit our page to see the picks. Well, I mean, we'll post them still, but I mean, this will come out after... The recording will come out after we post them, but I just thought it might be fun to announce them now. I mean, if you want, go ahead. I, I, okay. I, I yeah, ahead. do it. General consensus says go for it. Yeah, we'll go, go ahead. For it. <clears throat> All right, ahead. so uh, Pat has uh, Bronson Reed and MSK. Uh, he has uh, them retaining for five points. Um, <clears throat> this is a this is very ballsy. He has the uh, Cameron Grimes winning with a four point value on it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Gonzalez retaining with a one point on it. Uh, Zaya Lee winning with a two point on it. And Karrion Cross with a three. That's a very right. ballsy, very ballsy uh, ladder match pick there. I, right, I was not right. expecting that. I, so. I like watch, it. Watch Pat take this. Watch him take it. That'd be, it'd be interesting. Yo, I'm here for it. So. All right. I mean, there you go. If he, if if he's right, he'd be part of a three-way fifteen-point tie heading into Hell in a Cell. Oh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So there Rumble we go. Fifth, in the cage jungle. Fifteen points up for grabs. The picks are there. They are finalized. What uh? What do we need to cover next? Beef. Oh, I thought this was a thumb show. I I don't know, no. man. No, I no, I told you. I gave, no, I told you. I, this is this was my biggest contribution was the picks well, because I haven't watched wrestling the last two weeks. I've been busy. So I, I missed. Okay, go ahead. So, right, this harkens back to the picks. Yeah, but it's not about the picks themselves. Uh, just just a general opinion from you guys. If Cole doesn't win this title. Does he continue just a one-on-one -on -one feud with Kyle O'Reilly? Do they, is that like, is that just what continues with him? Where does he go from here? I think that once Adam Cole retires, I think that, I think Ransom will too retire because he'll have nothing to fixate on. Um, I, 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 you know, to be fair though, I, I love Adam Cole uh, much in the same vein uh, that Ransom does. Um, you know, Pat McAfee actually sent over. Um, Damn it! I, oh, I did it! I did it! I did it! I did it! Yes, Pat. I'm proud. Cedric McAfee. Proud of you. You know um, what? We're all see. That's the thing. We're all fucking up our words, and Beef is the only one nailing it tonight with the words. He said McAfee. He didn't say McAfee. He said oh. McAfee. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, damn! Said, fuck you, Beef. I said. I said McAfee the second time. Uh, Damn McAfee it, was the first one I said. Anyway, my point here is that he sent out an interesting message saying, Adam Cole, come on over to Fridays, bud. Um, which could be telling, uh, given their history. Um, and, and I think that'd be a great way to get him involved in SmackDown. Super smart. I don't think Vince would ever do it, but I think it'd be super smart. Um, I don't know, man. Like, O'Reilly beating Cole... The way that O'Reilly beat Cole seemed kind of final, but then they did all that business on the stretchers as they were like getting moved into a quote unquote local hospital. Mo local medical facility. Let's... Local medical facility, my bad. <laughs> uh, local so, faster care. So, yes. I, you know, I, 
who knows, man. I, I think that O'Reilly, honestly, needs to do something other than Adam Cole. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have any problem if they continue their feud, but if that's the case, and because uh, I, I, I thought Balor was part of the Fatal Five Way match until I looked at the the wiki again tonight. Uh, so they're obviously holding him off because when Cross wins. That's the next natural, you know, Balor going to try one more time, probably bring him back the Demon uh, at the SummerSlam weekend, which is his want. Um, so if, if that's the case, and kind of fantasy booking out a couple months here, if we get Balor versus Cross 3, and then we would also get O'Reilly versus Cole 2, I think that that would be too many return matches. Um, un- unless that's going to be the theme, because then we could very well see Grizzled Young Veterans versus uh, MSK in a return title match as well. Um, so who knows? But um, realistically, I yeah, honestly, I think I think Cole does continue to feud with O'Reilly after this match. Do you think uh, that at some point, in order to get Cole out of NXT and onto either Raw or SmackDown, do you think? Oh that they'll go with some sort of like loser leaves NXT sort of thing. Like, like Regal will be like, there's no other way we can do this because, you know, you guys will keep going at each other no matter what I do. You know, you keep coming back. So the only way to, the only way to stop this is if one of you is no longer here. Like, do you think that's a natural story progression for, uh, for Adam Cole? I do. Okay. But I still think that everybody's fixating on him going to the, to the, main roster way too much i don't man i don't know i I really struggle i'm I'm fine with him staying in nxt no 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 i i struggle with adam cole staying on wwe brand um with the success that Britt baker is having in aew with the success that uh, other wwe castaways like miro uh are having in aew um, FTR, you know, just to name a few. Um, I believe that right now it is greener grass. Um, obviously, with Baker and Cole being a thing, that's kind of a thing. That, that's kind of a big deal. Um, but they've been going, you know, for this way for two years, so obviously it's not too big of a deal. I, I just, like, Cole knows where he lies in the eyes of Vince McMahon. Uh, I think BG James, Brian James, they're going to call him the road dog, even said to him, he said, man, if you were like a foot taller, Vince, you, you'd be on Vince McMahon's main event list every single, every single month. Adam Cole understands that he would be fighting an upward, uphill battle, but that's what he's done his whole life. His whole professional career is fight an uphill battle. So I think if, if I'm Adam Cole, I say, Hey, I want to stay in NXT until my contract's up and then I'm done Um, because he has nothing left in NXT to do. I I don't feel. And um, yes, going to the main roster would be a challenge, but given how we've seen how awesome NXT talent seemed to go pretty flaccid on the main roster, I I, I just got to believe he's going to hedge his bets and go elsewhere. Interesting. Is there a possibility that is there a possibility that um, Karrion Cross loses this title 
and doesn't feud with Finn Balor, do you think that he would be somebody that McMahon would snatch up to either Raw or SmackDown? Because I feel like he's got that McMahon look. Big monster dude. Bring him here. Me want big monster dude. I I think that uh, Karrion Cross. He is a bit now now not beleaguering, you know, his the, the fact that he is a monster, but like I that that gimmick we saw and and understandably it's not incredibly in the same vein, but like we saw what happened with Tommy End. We saw what happened with Alistair Black. We saw what happened with the demon. Like we've seen what happens whenever people that we look at and go, "Damn, how can you fuck up this character?" And they go to the main roster and they get fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there would be some kind of chicanery or or fuckery that would happen with his character and how he relates to Scarlet or how he dresses or whatever. If he went up Probably to the main roster. Probably wind up roster. fucking Bobby Lashley and they'd yeah. be putting that angle. And- yeah, and then and that's the thing. is that like not like carrying cross can't work. I mean, my God, every time he delivers a Saito suplex, I go from six to midnight. But, like, the thing is, he, like, he, it, it's like, it's just one of those things where, again, it's kind of what we said with Adam Cole. I don't want to see him go to the main roster anytime soon because... It will screw it up, and and like we said, Adam Cole is kind of you know we've is kind of like on the precipice of either shit or get off the pot of going to the main roster or staying in NXT, and I think Beef, you know, choosing door number three of going elsewhere, I think would serve Adam Cole incredibly well, especially with the climate of the wrestling world outside of the WWE bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess the thing that concerns me, the biggest difference I see there between those two guys is, you know, exactly what Road Dogg had said. If you were two feet taller, Vince McMahon would be all over you. So that's almost kind of like saying to Adam Cole, like, yeah, you do great if you were a bigger dude. So if he goes to the main roster, there's that like, oh, boy, if you were a bigger dude, you might do great. So he might flounder, but with Cross... He seems like that he's that stereotypical Vince McMahon, like, oh, I can't, I can't oh, a big guy. Come on, come on. Whatever, <laughs> you know, bullshit jargon that Vince McMahon spits out. You know, like, that's... That, that was accurate. Those two differences. It well, was, I, you know... It was like Vince McMahon I, was in the room. Like, I'm not... It's funny because it's funny because it's off true. I the weeds there a little bit. I, funny I felt the foam coming out of Vince McMahon's mouth on that one. That was... That was a good ransom. <laughs> and other orifices. Ew, gross. Um, but also... The tip's fizzing. You know, we, we talk <laughs> about like... Oh, these, tip fizz. Oh. We oh, talk no. about these wrestlers being like, well, you know, I'd rather stay in NXT and not go to the main roster, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if they're still under contract, doesn't it ultimately boil down to the whims of Vince McMahon? Like if he says, Karrion Cross, I want him on SmackDown or I want him on Raw... Honestly, is there is there any really anything that anybody can do? Is there anything that Cross can do to say like, ah, nah, I want to stay here? Because if Not this really. man wants him, Cross can't say no. I, I mean, think- he could say no, but if he's under contract, he's going to have to do what Vince McMahon says. Same with Triple H. Like Triple H, you go, Vince, I really want this guy here. Him and Balor, their money, blah blah blah. But if Vince says, no, nope, he's coming here, does anybody really have the power to say no, Vince? This guy stays where he's at. 
I think that answer has changed over the course of the last year. Um, we saw what oh. they did with Miro. We saw what they did with Brody Lee, um, where they basically made them sit out their contracts and ride it out um, and not release them for fear of them going to AEW. And then <clears throat> we saw uh, Black Tuesday or whatever it was last year, whenever they cut like those 20-some people. And then this year again, you know, after WrestleMania, the big cut day, and you know the big cut that it happened. So it's obviously it, it's it's obvious that they are like you know what go and do whatever. Uh, we 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 don't care about AEW right now. Go and do whatever. So I think you know like Finn Balor I think had that very same kind of opportunity and that choice where he basically said, Hey Vince, I want to go back to NXT. Otherwise, I'm not going to resign my contract, and I'm going to go to AEW. Vince, of course, said, "Oh, well, we'll do whatever pleases the prince, and send him back to NXT." Um, I think Daniel Bryan was probably in a very similar set of circumstances, uh, and we'll see what happens with him going forward. But um, so I think now, no, the 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 hand the the, the pressure is not in the hands of the wrestlers anymore. They will go as they are dictated. Uh, and uh, per a podcast that Britt Baker either did or was on back in March, she said that Cole is signed with the company through t- fall of 2024. Oh, wow. So, um, so I can't imagine they're going to let him sit that entire contract out. No. If he's like, no, if they say, you know, main roster time, and he goes, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go. They're just going to tell him, well, no, you're going to go. Because I, I think with a talent like Adam Cole, regardless of whether or not Vince McMahon sees him as a big enough deal or not, I almost feel like they see him as a big enough deal to go, well, we don't want him going somewhere else. So if he's going to sit out, we're just going to extend his contract for the amount of time that he sits out. Like, they're not going to pay him if he sits well, at home. Again. And they just extend that contract out. I And again, I, I love Adam Cole. But Rusev was the most over talent in the company when they shelved him. When they said, hey, we're not going to do anything with you until you make a decision. Like, Rusev Day, Chance, like, signs everywhere. People love that shit. So, like, if they're... And, and again, no offense to Adam Cole, but I don't think that he is over... At, and I could be wrong, but main roster crowd-wise, I don't think that he would be as over as Miro was in WWE at the time. So, I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, it, it depends on his contract. If he's got a big money contract and he's like, I'm not going to wrestle anywhere but NXT, then they're going to say, okay, well, fine. Fuck you. We'll, we'll, we'll just cut you loose. Good luck on AEW and the independents and don't bother coming back whenever AEW fails in five years, which I don't think it's going to, but that's going to be the company line. Um, oh, wow. So, but, but if, if, if it's, if it's like a small market contract, you know, a couple hundred grand or whatever, like small market, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that any, he would have a choice. He'd be like, all right, here's what's happening. Like you can either do it and get paid or not doing and not get paid and sit around for three years, but that's up to you. Buddha, what do you think about on all this? I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like. I, I feel like beef, uh, short of the Pat McAfee incident, is is really on point uh, tonight. I I, I I I don't know. I feel like it's a, like any time that we discuss this kind of stuff, it gets into a lot of like 
conjecture and what ifs and everything like that. And I, I don't know, maybe it's my mentality lately with just a lot of things, but especially with wrestling. I, I've wanted to go back to just kind of going, all right, I'm going to watch some wrestling and I'm not going to think about like, well, what if six months from now, blah, 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 blah. Like the misuse of talent is always going to happen. Nobody ever bats a thousand. If you look at the history of wrestling in general, like, you know, th there's always been talent that that have been easy to market and easy to hit hit out of the park with. But then there's been just as many, if not more, talents that were grossly misused. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, it, it, it's one of those things that it's like it's really hard to keep kind of walking down that path because eventually the pavement turns into dirt road, which turns into gravel, which turns into quicksand, which turns into a giant pile of jizz. Like, it's just yeah. like, you know... We at some point you kind of have to put your hands up and go. All right, let's see where the chips fall. And if they misuse the talent, that gives us plenty of fodder to bitch and moan later on. So I want to talk about something because yeah. this kind of grinds my gears in a big way. Um, and 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 it, and it's about AEW. So uh -oh. already, like, I, I eyebrows should be peaked. Um. So, AEW uh, has been preempted the last fucking million weeks because of basketball. I I get it. It's a whatever they call it, like major five sport or whatever in in the U.S. Like people love basketball, and 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 when 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 they signed on with TNT, they knew that this is the case. That TNT said, "Hey, we're always going to pick a major sport." over you guys and they said okay like that's 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 part of the whole fucking thing so i'm 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 gonna take that out of the bucket because that's neither here nor there but they've been preempted the last uh two weeks the go home show from uh, all uh double or nothing and the uh post show from double or nothing and uh i actually forgot all about uh AEW on friday night because Fuck, it's a Friday night, you know? Like, I'm not, you know, I think I was playing Among Us, or I don't even know what I was doing. No, I wasn't playing Among Us last week. Regardless, like, I was not like, oh, I got to see AEW tonight. Um, so, I think that them being preempted has hurt them, obviously, in the demographic. And last year, they pulled in a record low 456,000 viewers. Here's why that's important. Last week, now again, to be fair, like they understand what they're up against. They understand that they are like, okay, like we're probably gonna lose a bunch of our audience. Let's put on some Ham and Egger matches. Like this week, they have uh, Miro versus Evil Uno. You know, fucking duh. <laughs> How that's gonna turn out? You know, they have the Young Bucks with teaming with Brandon Cutler against, um, I think Death Triangle. Like, I wonder how that one's gonna turn out. So, like, I believe that they understand how the business works. All that being said, I will never understand why you bring out a bring out a talent like Andrade on a go uh, on on a post pay per view show first of all, and also B on a post pay per view show that you know is going to be fucking preempted. Like you, they they know that they have a Saturday night dynamite coming up here. I think next week or the week after, where Omega is defending the belt against Jungle Boy. 
that would have been a perfect time to debut him. Or, let's not belager the fact, fucking Double or Nothing would have been a perfect time to debut Andrade. I, for the life of me, do not understand why the hell they chose to debut him on a Friday night at, like, 1045 with four, with half of their fucking audience watching. So, I, I, I have a possible answer to that. One, could have just been something logistical that they couldn't get him in time for Double or Nothing. Um, I know that, I know that, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrade, Andrade did not have a uh, no-compete clause, correct? He did not. He no. Could, okay. They, they won. He could go and do whatever the hell he wanted. Yep. Okay. I mean, it could it could have just simply been something logistical. I mean, we'll we'll never know unless you know, unless he or AEW. And if say that's the case, then hold you know. him off for for another two weeks. Like um, I, there's 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 and and I, and I appreciate what you're trying to say, Tom, and I, and I get it. But there's no good damn reason why they tout out in my mind one of to me one of oh. the biggest free agents. Right now, one of the most talented dudes who hit the main roster floundered and was granted his release because he's basically a fucking flare with no strength attached. Floundered well, is a strong word. Floundered is uh, a strong the word. Last, the I, the last year, the, the last year with him teaming with um, um, Angel Garza has been terrible ever since wrestlemania 36 has been terrible i don't know man maybe i'm just being maybe i'm just being all shucksy doodles again that could very well be the case but like <laughs> i i i i think that andrade's talent always shown through like that's the thing floundered to me uh includes not having good showings and andrade always delivered oh uh, the other thing i was gonna say is if it wasn't something logistical um with with him just you know being able to be there who knows um it maybe could have been something that they already had figured that like okay you know we uh we have this long of a program you know we have like x amount of weeks planned out for for tv and stuff for him yeah, maybe it's that. I don't know. The the thing that irritates me more so than when he debuted is the fact that he's under the management of Vicky Guerrero. Why? Just because the the Latin connection? Like, I, is that why? I mean, that could, I to again being Shuxy Doodles, it could very well be um, that he you know it's seen as kind of a blessing to have you know a Guerrero backing you. I understand Maybe. Vicky, you know, you know, it's married in, but like it, it's it's just that kind of thing that it's like it it gives a little more like familiarity because like people, you know, there might be some people who don't know Andrade outside of looking and in and to Beef's point, even though I, I kind of argued it a little bit to Beef's point who looked and went, oh, this guy who was floundering in the mid card. Oh, OK like right you know and it's giving him a little bit of credence but i think you know he'll eventually start speaking for himself my Plus, only my hold on my only umbrage with that with with you know kind of getting the shine from uh from being paired with vicky is that they don't really 
do as much as they could or should, in my opinion, if that's going to be the case, if she's like, uh, if she's supposed to be, you know, a high profile legacy type of person, like, like every once in a while, you know, we, we see her out there with Nyla Rose or whatever, but Nyla Rose hasn't been like highly, highly featured as of late. Like, like the last time that Nyla Rose had like a real high profile match was correct me if I'm wrong. Whenever she had her, uh, you know, the title match with Sheeta. I mean, and I think there was like what some sort of like tag match or something that that it was like her and I can't remember who else and like Ty Conti and Sheeta or whatever. I don't know, but like that's my thing is like if if Vicky's supposed to be like you know somebody that. Uh, that a talent can get the rub from, so to speak, not in a bad way or a gross way, uh, that that she should be featured more prominently. Like, you know, like Jake the Snake is definitely prominently more featured along with Lance Archer and stuff like that, at, you know, in his managerial role, way more so than like Vicky Guerrero is. So I don't know that that it just seems weird to me. But I have the answer to that question. Okay. So the the reason for the pairing with Vicky is twofold. One, Andrade doesn't have the best grasp on the English language. Uh, I think he's better than a lot of people think he is, but it's not the dude's native tongue. Uh, the dude spent a ton of time in Mexico. That's where he's from. It's where he lives. Like that's that that's his nationality. That's his tongue. That's how he speaks. So, of course, English being a second language is always going to be a little bit tougher for him. Vicky Guerrero, on the other hand, has mastered that art beautifully. Bleeding to my second point, she is a built-in fucking heat magnet. I'm talking atomic levels mm -hmm. of heat. Mm -hmm. Andrade, a lot of people are like, holy fuck, Andrade's here. Yeah, yeah, El Idolo, El Idolo, yeah. With Vicky... Excuse me! Like, that's just gonna end that right off the fucking bat. That's gonna quell the urge to cheer Andrade and let him flourish as a natural heel as opposed to a cool heel. So, I think that that, that, that pairing was super smart. Uh, I just... Fuck. You know, I... I man. I, I really think if they weren't gonna do a double or nothing, they should have done it on Saturday Night Dynamite. Because at least on Saturday Night Dynamite, I think I, I'm, I'm not sure of the time slot on that, but I, but I know that it's made invented by uh, Omega versus Jungle Boy, so like you know you're gonna get naturally more eyes on there because it's a title match anyway. So I just I I think I think it's a blown spot. Um, AEW doesn't have many, but when they do, I think it is uh, my responsibility as the resident AEW Mark to call them out on it. So no, you're not I, you're not wrong. I I I I see your point. I'm just uh yeah. I, as far as the uh the built-in heat magnet with Vicky, I, yeah, that's I mean that's a hell of a good point. Um Yeah, and you're probably not wrong. They they could have done it better, but well, we'll see what happens. So, two things here. One, I think if they want him to be a big-time heel, like Beef said, a heel's heel. Not a cool heel, not a Steve Austin heel, but, you know, somebody that people want to boo. I, I could not think of a better pairing than him and Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero, for me, not to me, for me, 
is on the same level of heat magnet that Charmel was. When Charmel and King Booker came to the ring, and the whole way to the ring, she was all hail King Booker, and that voice of hers, never before in my life did I want somebody to be hit by a tractor trailer so much and have it televised so that I could watch it happen in real time. <laughs> than Charmel. I wanted, I wanted her to have a celebrated on-screen death. Now, that's not me wishing death upon somebody. That's me saying she did such a great job at being a heel that I hated seeing her. I hated every single moment that that camera was on her. I hated every single moment that she had a microphone up to her mouth. I hated it. But WWE wanted me to hate it. And I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Same thing with Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero gets heat like no one else. She is amazing at what she does. Her job is to get heat and to bring out the heel and to get people mad. Vicky Guerrero knows exactly what the fuck she's doing. And honestly, I, I don't think that Vicky Guerrero gets the credit that she deserves as far as her talents as a heat-getting manager. Because I really think she does exactly what they want her to do. Because I hate her. I hate her. I hate every time I see her. I hate every time I hear her. Again, I want to see a celebrated on-screen death. And that's what Vicky Guerrero is supposed to do. She's supposed to get you to hate her and anybody associated with her, and I do. I, I Freaking Andrade could have blockbuster after blockbuster of a match. And as long as he's with her, I'm going to want to see him lose and get his demise every single time. So I think she's nailing it. I, I can't really speak highly enough of Vicky Guerrero as a heel uh, manager, as a heat bringer, because she does. She's killing it. And two, maybe if I'm trying to put, if I'm put, putting my poop glasses on here and I'm trying to see maybe a possibility of something good, maybe they brought Andrade out when they did because they have something bigger in mind for the Saturday Night Dynamite for him. Maybe he's going to be in a match. Maybe he's going to be doing something. And I think if you want people to tune into that, I think maybe if you want people to expect something from him, debuting him before that will get people to go, oh, he's there. He debuted on this Friday Night Dynamite. I'm going to watch Saturday Night Dynamite whenever it airs because, damn it, I really bet that Andrade is going to do something. So maybe that will have more... Maybe it'll entice more viewers to go, oh, shit, he debuted here on Friday night. Maybe I missed that debut. Maybe I was doing something else. Because like Beef said, what are you going to do on a Friday? Are you going to do other stuff or are you going to watch wrestling? Most people are going to be doing other stuff. So if they did happen to miss his debut, but they read about it and they find out about it and they know, oh, shit, he's here, more people might be willing to tune in on a Saturday night to catch Dynamite to see exactly what they're going to, you know, what they're planning on doing with Andrade. Is he going to be the match? Is he going to interfere in this match? Like, oh, shit. Like, he's going to have to do something big. Maybe that's what they were thinking. You know, Again, someday... I could be looking through my rose-colored glasses. Maybe they just flubbed it. I don't know. Someday, I hope 
that we get famous enough that people will say, I am the beef to your ransom, or I am the ransom to your beef. Because I'm telling you, like, you got in, like, the little space in my brain that was, like, cut off by, like, my, my anger about this and was like, that's a really good fucking point. <laughs> like, and we've we've cut on WWE for doing that before. You know, giving away the cow whenever, you know, why, why give away the cow when you can get the milk for free? Why like, buy why, the cow, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, why, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Thank you, Poot. You're uh, welcome. You are my 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 local idiom horde. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um. So all, all of that being said, um. Yeah. I mean, you you're you're one million percent right. That makes a ton of sense to me. Um. That you you bring them out on a show that many people may not watch, and then guess what? Tomorrow night I'm gonna be watching. You know, Saturday the twenty sixth. I'm gonna be watching. So yeah, that makes sense. And and you know. You know, to, there's there's a lot of people like I saw online when Andrade debuted. There was, of course, a lot of people like like me was like, hell yes, this is great. El Idolo, you know what I mean? Like, But there was a lot of people who were like, oh, Andrade's there. Neat. Like, they were like, cool. And I... I, I like he's very hot and cold in that way. You know, like some people are... Like, oh, yes, Andrade, oh, finally, he's an AEW, this is going to be amazing, great. And then other people are like, oh, Andrade's here, that's that's kind of neat. Like, I feel like he has that type of following, where it's either you're super excited about him, or you're like, oh, neat. I think that's probably in part due to his use or misuse on, you know, on uh, WWE Monday Night Raw. And, I mean, because they, they, did, they did a very good job with him in NXT. Um, I think also part of his misuse also had to do with the fact of whenever, uh, Zelina Vega, you know, was, uh, was done with WWE, um, because she was the mouthpiece for him. And as Beef mentioned, you know, uh, Andrade, Andrade's English might not be the best. Um, so I, I, I think that probably also had something to do with it, unfortunately, but Again, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens now that he's got a, a monster heel mouthpiece like Vicky Guerrero. You know, there's a lot well, of there's a lot of good possibility for him. And I think another thing that does not work in his favor is the fact that, like, everyone was like, oh, fuck. Andrade was released and he can do whatever he wants. Awesome. And then, like, two weeks later, like, WWE releases a bunch more people and everyone's like, oh, so now, you know, uh, oh, Samoa Joe might be showing up somewhere soon. Or, you know, Aleister Black could be showing up somewhere in three months. This, that, and the other thing. Like, so I think maybe, sort of, kind of, they missed their the, the hot spot for Andrade to be, like, efficient. Um, because, yeah, I think, I think once they had this new wave of releases, everybody started getting on that bandwagon. Specifically with Tommy End, for good reason. Um, because Tommy Ann's already talking to Renee Paquette and is already saying, oh, I really want to face Kenny Omega, and I really want to face, you know, um, um, fucking Penta, and I really want to face uh, Lance Archer, and this, that, and the other thing. So it's like, oh, well, you know, guess who's showing up at All Out? You know, surprise, surprise, Tommy Ann. So, 
Wait, is that confirmed? Uh, I mean, nothing is ever confirmed in the world of wrestling. But, I mean, he basically said to Renee, yeah, there are a ton of people I want to work with in AEW, and hopefully I'll get the chance to. Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, the the 90-day no-compete clause just happens to be up just before their biggest pay-per-view of the year, All Out. Hmm. So, I guess kind of switching gears maybe a little bit. It's still AEW-related. How dare you? No, it's still AEW related. Go ahead, uh, bust some balls. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm torn on the Jungle Boy Kenny Omega match because I I expect it to be an amazing match. Like I, I expect it to be just crazy, and I don't think I will be disappointed in the slightest in this match. But on the other hand, oh, hang on. Uh, oh, pardon me. There it is. On the other hand, I'm not looking forward to it because there's a big part of me that's saying, while it's going to be a crazy, awesome, amazing match, I'm not going into it with any expectation of Jungle Boy beating Kenny Omega for the title on a Saturday Night Dynamite. Do I have the wrong opinion of that is there a possibility that he wins or is it pretty much a foregone conclusion he's going to lose but that's not the point the point is it's going to be an amazing match i mean i so i said it <coughs> excuse me i said it as soon as jungle boy won the battle royal as soon as we heard the giant pop from the audience, and as soon as we heard them chanting his theme music, I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy needs to be the one to take the belt off of Omega. Like, they need to hit the hot hand and, and capitalize on that. Um, you know, here, <laughs> here's what I'll say. They're just crazy enough to do it. Um, because, again, um, Kenny Omega's match with Moose is coming up at Impact. Uh, I think it's Slammiversary, actually. I, I think I said Bound for Glory last time. I think it's Slammiversary. Uh, at, at Impact Slammiversary uh, here, I think at the either at the end of June or beginning of July, uh, his match with Andrade for the AAA Mega title is coming up this summer as well. So, again, if you want your title change to be the most important I think that you don't bury that. You either do it the first or the last. And I think that we've talked about that ad nauseum, um, the, you know, with, with, with good points made with it being the first one to go or the last one to go. But all that being said, uh, you know, the last time the title change happened was on Dynamite. Uh, let's, not, let's not forget that. Um, so, you know, and I really believe that this whole Moxley Omega thing may not be may not be over. I, I, I just think that somewhere, some somehow, Mox is going to be involved in costing Omega a match. So, this could be it. I, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, this, this, this is why I'm not an EVP for a wrestling company, because I fly by the seat of my pants, and I'm like, oh, they should do this. They, I'm sure they have a thought-out 
reasoning behind everything they do. They have a plan, and it's 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 well researched and thought out. I, I would love it if Jungle Boy beat Kenny Omega for the title. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm not putting it outside the realm of possibility, because again, you know, like you kind of alluded to in the last quote unquote segment that we had, um, you know, if you want to get eyes on these like weird ass fucking time dynamites. The best way to do that is put a title change on there and be like, oh, fuck, you know, a title change happened on a Dynamite that wasn't on Wednesday night. Maybe I should care more. Hmm. Huh. Plus, it, you know, as, as we know, they are uh, part, part of their agreement for next year is having this uh, having those super cards, the, the, the four super cards on TNT uh, quarterly um, Saturday night is a pretty good venue for that, I think. So. This might be testing the waters for that. And again, what better way to get people interested in watching wrestling on Saturday night again than having a major title change? Not a bad point. Damn, I, I really have me thinking about it. I, I guess what I'm saying is never say never. Is it is it likely? No. Um, are the odds makers in Vegas going to put, you know, uh, Jungle Boy as the underdog? 100%. Would it be smart to put some money on, on, on Jungle Boy? Probably not. That's probably money that you're going to lose. Is and, it going and, to happen? Maybe. And, and I was going to say, and like we, we've discussed about and we've we've kind of debated the point, I, I really think of all the titles that, that Kenny's holding, the last one to go is going to be the, the AEW title. I, I, I really, truly feel that. I think if anything, what which one, uh, which match is happening first? His match with... Um, Andrade for the AAA Super Mega Title, whatever it is, or the uh, or the match with Moose. Um, so that? Mega will defend his championship. Uh, oh, uh, at, against all odds, which is going to be happening on Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. Oh wow. Yep, okay. and it's so, going to be happening in Daly's place, correct? Um. Oh, it is. How about Ooh. that? Okay then. And that's the AAA that. event. No, that's that's, that's, the, that's impact. That's the that's impact. impact. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, I mean, that one, I mean, really is a fifty-fifty shot. Um, but if he if he doesn't lose, if he doesn't lose the moose this Saturday, um, I feel like he I I feel like he's most definitely gonna lose the triple a title whenever he does face andrade first i i really think that i i really think of all the ones i feel like that one's the first to go because it's not not to not not to disparage the triple a title or anything like that but of of all the ones he has it's it's the least important to the general populace the general the, yeah yeah we'll go with that so let me ask you this then He's facing Andrade for the AAA title. Is Andrade signed with AEW? Yes. I'm so sure they, they probably have some sort of deal worked out, like similar to how they had, uh, you know, shit worked out with Moxley and Jericho whenever they were signed with AEW, but they could still do uh, appearances in New Japan. Oh, uh, Penta, Penta and Phoenix are both uh, signed talents in AAA, and I think that Kenny Omega has some sort of a... Triple A and, and and AEW are are um, very closely working. working. Yeah, have 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 a very close working relationship. 
Yeah, because they because don't forget the the uh, Escalera de Muerta uh, for the AAA tag titles whenever it was young. Oh, Bucks I hate versus, the Devil's uh, Escalator. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, whenever the Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Brothers had that had that uh, had that tag match, and it was for the AAA tag titles. Um, oh, no. So I mean, there there is a very very close working relationship, and let's you know we we need to remember that AEW is definitely very very much more open to their talents uh, doing work with other promotions and stuff like that. Uh, than you know what we're used to getting with the whole it's WWE or bust you know what I mean so is it likely though that with Andrade being signed with AEW is it likely that Kenny will drop the AAA promotions belt to another AEW guy even though you know Andrade is you know Mexican by you know, birth and heritage. And he'll probably wrestle in AAA as well. But he's not a AAA guy. He's still an AEW guy. Is AAA going to want their belt going from one AEW guy to another? Or are they going to want their belt to come back to AAA before it winds up back on another AEW guy? Uh, I actually would probably correct you. I would honestly... I'd probably say Andrade's probably a triple A guy that works for AEW. I was gonna say we don't we don't know the uh specifics of like I mean obviously like he's he's debuted on AEW, but did they did they put up the official thing like how they do with everybody else? Well Andrade yes. is all elite. Yep, on Andrade okay. El Idolo. Plus, uh if you believe what's being reported uh, Tony Khan had to bend pretty far over to get Andrade to sign. Andrade, oh yes, Andrade wanted like huh. um, basically full creative control over wins and losses. Oh, wow. that's yes. not good. Now Ooh. I doubt that Tony Khan gave him that because you know. The Saint WCW and the Saint fucking 1999. Yeah, we we don't want a hermano hermano going on. No, but I can you, you know, be signed that... to both AEW and AAA. Yeah, I mean, yep. okay, so he could be a AAA guy and an AEW guy. So he's not technically an AEW guy holding the AAA belt. He's a AEW and AAA guy. Holding the triple A belt. Well, and this match was um, was was announced for uh, Triple Mania before Andrade even thought about going to AEW. I can't say he thought about, it, but you know, like before this before was he was announced as official. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, I think he worked for Triple A as um, uh, help me, Poot. Uh, La Sombra. La Sombra. Yep. I I I think he worked. So like he has a working past relationship. Uh, Andrade does with uh, a triple a so i think yeah to me i think he's a triple a guy who's also working for aew uh and i mean i could be wrong because you know it's different continents no nope nope same continent different promotions different countries uh so like you know that that's the same as uh i, I forget who said it the same as like jericho and moxley have kind of their digs over in japan like jericho's character the pain maker is not what we see on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday nights on Dynamite. Like we see something similar to it, 
but like the pain maker with the with the face paint and everything, that's a New Japan thing. Um, Moxley with like the fucking like biker shorts, like that's a New Japan thing. So like these people are are very smart to kind of like um, separate and 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 determine their characters differently for each promotion. They may be similar, and it's obviously they're the same person. But like they, they they differentiate it enough to be you know a, a big deal. And I'm yeah. actually shocked that 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 the um, Impact is doing a, a pay per view this Saturday night with with with, what with are, the big UFC event. Like that just doesn't make what, a lot of sense. It's to not me. Victory Road, is it? No, it's against all odds. Oh, okay. Well, and hey, you know what? The name just right there, you know, against all odds, Moose versus Kenny Omega. I mean, it, it seems to, and you know, here's the other thing. We talk about this, even though it's kind of dealing with cross promotional stuff. How do we say you really build a star? Not that Moose's star is exactly dull. Moose is great. But like, how do you build a star? How do you do it? And even if there is some fuckery about with how Moose would take that belt, that's how you build a star. Moose defeats Kenny Omega. That, uh, uh, you know, you beat the best, you know, arguably the best in the world for a title at what, your pay-per-view. Like, you know. What confuses me is they then have announced that the winner of that match uh, is going to be facing, um, oh, I can't think of his indie name, uh, formerly Solomon Crow on uh, on on NXT. Um, like oh, they, um, um, oh my God! Why can't uh, Jesus Christ? Uh, Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy yeah. Callahan. Oh my God! Which, I could I escape me there for a minute <laughs> for for Slammiversary, which doesn't like doesn't like ring a bell for me. Like I don't. Like, you would think for Slammiversary, they would want to have a big money match. That they would want to, like, have, like, a returning Samoa Joe or something like that. Um, I, like, I don't really? see the money. You're really in... hung up on on Samoa Joe coming back there, aren't you? I am, because it makes the most sense. Uh, New Japan, I'd, I'd love to, but, but Samoa Joe makes the most sense in Impact because with AEW, I think we are very close to having too many cooks. Um, I don't want to see Samoa Joe go somewhere and, and I'm going to say it again, Poot, flounder like he did on Raw's main roster. Um, I, I think that Samoa Joe's main event run in WWE was, was okay, but definitely not like Samoa Joe caliber. So, but I mean, so like, like you know, take him out of the equation. There's got to be somebody that they can have face either Moose or Omega Slammiversary other than Sammy Callahan I just I Sammy Callahan is a good dude he has a good role he has a niche role as like the hardcore guy I don't see him headlining your biggest show of the year well you know you say that but then look at someone like Moxley well Uh, I mean listen you're sitting here saying wow but apples and lobster bro no no shut your mouth they are not even close to apples and lobsters 
the furthest I would put All right, them away. You're right. You're right. Golf, golf shrimp and lobsters. Like that's that's I, that you know. I would be well, apples and apple pie. Like it. That, okay, apples and apple pie. I will absolutely take. But it's still the point. When when you know you could look arguably, and this is being, you know, a little objective and a little terse here. But like, it's Ooh. if. If you look at Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, given enough rope to hang himself, was was able to be a main event star with, you know, like in in and carry a show and be the face of a, of a thing. If you put Dean Ambrose and John Moxley and when I say John Moxley, I mean the history of John Moxley next to each other would you say the same thing about john moxley and don't be biased here that's my point is that if you're okay with john moxley being able to be the face of a company and carry and be that hardcore guy who throws himself into a bed of barbed wire then you kind of got to be okay with sammy callahan being being able to be the face of a company and give it that edge that they might need to make it interesting enough to have people watch like that you know it's it's kind of the principle of like if you believe in god you have to also believe in the devil you know what i mean or if you believe in the devil you also therefore have to believe in god it's a little bit of inductive reasoning like to to me i just i i think they have it backwards i think that callahan should have faced omega at this show on saturday and then the winner of that match should have faced moose at slammiversary that I think screams a bigger headline match than Sammy Callahan. And again, to be fair, I am a lapsed Impact fan, as absolutely lapsed as you can get. They're on the very edge of my periphery. And to be shocked, I'm shocked. To be, to be honest, I'm shocked that we spent this much time talking about Impact at all. But like, they're on the very edge of my like wrestling periphery. So like, I you know maybe Sammy Callahan is doing work, but I remember seeing him doing some Impact stuff here within the last year or so and being like, well, that's Sammy Callahan. Exactly. Like I remember him. Well, here's the thing. I will say this in, in defense of Sammy Callahan. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched any impact in the longest time, but listening to, uh, listening to one of the times whenever he was on busted open, um, you know, he said a, a long time ago, like he's, he's one of the guys, like he's there for the long haul and he really wanted to help, uh, you know, help the company out whatever way he could. So if that's if that's facilitating that he's kind of like the hardcore guy or whatever, and that's the way he's going to help the company, you know, so be it. Um, it could have been just coincidence that that happened to be what you saw of him. Um, but I mean, he's he's been there for a while and really putting in a lot of work and helping to helping to carry the the company. To be uh, fair, I'm sure for, that most for, of the most of the deck crew on the Titanic said, hey, you know what? We're going to do everything that we can to try and save this ship. That doesn't mean that I want them on any other ship in the world. Like, right. you know. All right. Anyway. And again, I, again I'm, I'm, I, I'm not trying to degrade impact. I, I understand that it is a niche audience, that it's a niche market. Um, it's an all right show. And it's not something that I will go out of my way to watch on a weekly basis. It's an all right show. I'd put it probably a little bit under raw if we're being real. What what I'm but, saying what I'm saying is is the the Callahan has has been there putting in work and honestly like if you think back to it whenever there was the whole um him it was uh you know him and Tessa Blanchard like 
you know, he was the one in that. He was involved in that, and he he helped carry that feud very, very well. I That's agree all, with everything yeah. you're saying, but at the at the end of the day, like this match at your biggest show because Slammiversary is their biggest show of the year. Uh, much like Triple Mania is Triple is Triple A, WrestleMania is WWE, and All Out is W is AEW. Like, so you have the Golden Goose, you have Kenny Omega holding your belt. You have the chance to make some money, get people buying this pay per view, and make a guy for the next future. And again, I'm not saying that Sammy Callahan shouldn't be that guy. I'm just saying. In my opinion, that whenever I think of money and people putting that money to watch a match, it's not Omega versus Callahan. Well, like it's 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 Omega versus Moose. Here's here's the uh, ever present you know option C that you're not even thinking about. What if, what if at this uh, at this pay per view on Saturday that Callahan somehow gets involved at the end and through whatever fuckery it ends up creating a triple threat match at Slammiversary. Because, as we know, card is always subject to change. That is true. Speaking ah. of option C, is that still like a thing in Impact? Like, can can the I, don't know. Oh, that, I think I think that's only at um at the X Division pay per view. I don't I don't remember the, the the name of it, but I think they can only do it that one night of the year. I honestly the, don't know. I can't. I couldn't give you a straight answer on that. Turning that title, but yeah, I mean that 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 would be a good option as well to bring in the X Division champion, but. Yeah, and I mean you're right. Like we we uh, anniversary is not until July, so we have a full month pretty much between then and now. Uh, yep. So they could work pretty much anything into the cards here. It just it it just it just seems weird to me. Like it's 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 kind of like giving us Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble instead of uh, WrestleMania. That's that that's all I'm saying. Fair enough. So, um, not, not trying to, not trying to push things, uh, along too hard here, but, um, uh, I was going to ask, do we have a, uh, do we have a, uh, stamp the champs? We do not. We don't have a stamp the champs. We do not. Oh, it looks like the bastard. It looks like the bastard Pat, uh, used all his energy and thought into putting his picks in. Yeah. Yep. Seems yep. Trying to focus such. too much on winning our title versus coming on the show. So well, and so we'll, and see. we'll see about we'll see what Vapor decides to do. Well, I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you what then. How about this? I know it's kind of spur of the moment, and if you guys have the thought in this and the general consensus is okay, why why don't we have a little round of hot tag trivia? I will thank all the sponsors now, so we can whenever we get to the end, we can just close out. Uh, I can thank all the sponsors now while you guys find some uh, questions. Boy, I got what nothing. do you think? I, I'm ill-prepared yeah. for that. Yep, I got uh, I got nothing. It, 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 it would take me more than two minutes to find a question, so yeah. oh, I think wow. I'm skipping that. I, I, yeah, but I, mean, I, I, I don't have anything that I, I have nothing in the wheelhouse, nothing remotely exactly. close to what I'd want to ask you guys. Yep, nothing. Wow. Nothing. In the you know what? No, place. I lied. I have. I have one. I have one question. I've been saving it for a long time until until after we until we would do a hot tag trivia again. But it's. I don't know. It's it's very out there. So. All right. Well, it, throw it out there. Why not? Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm gonna. Uh, Goldberg. No, it's not Goldberg. I promise you. <laughs> That's my answer. 
I promise you. All right. So, I don't know how much you guys, uh, how much animation stuff that you're into or not. Um, I believe this show was on Sci-Fi. I don't know if it's still a, a current series or not. I happened to catch it just a random episode last year. The show's called Dallas and Robo. Um, Dallas and Rowboat. Robo. R-O-B-O. Durless and Rowboat? Okay, good. A bobo. Hey, Bear Bird. Oh, Christ. Christ almighty. All right, go. <laughs> um, anyways. You signed up for this. Go on. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so the, the cast includes uh, some people like Kat Dennings and Steven Root. If you remember Steven Root, he was Milton in Office Space. He was also in uh, Dodgeball, uh, along with you know Vince Vaughn and, and crew. But my question to you guys is, there is WWE Superstar. I'm not going to say if they're current or alum or whatever, but somebody that wrestled or wrestles for WWE that voiced uh, that voiced some 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 did some animation you know voicing their voiceover work words are hard go on i know right i uh, sorry i'm i'm mentally fried with everything i i got so much shit going on in my brain right now <laughs> congratulations it's, it's to tiger house tom by the way i know i can't yeah, wait right? to fucking decorate fully decorate the uh the jungle of tiger oh. tiger bomb tom mm -hmm. i can't i can't wait um mm -hmm. Just my man cave area alone. But anyways, there is uh, there is a WWE uh, superstar that did some did some voice work there. Name that WWE superstar that did voice work for Dallas and Robo. The Miz. The Miz. How, how recent is the show? <laughs> um, let's see. This one. The air date on this episode was August twenty third, twenty twenty. I apparently recorded it in November, so there you go. The Miz. So it's not, it's, so, so it's not Randy Savage. Got it. Um, <laughs> and it's not Mexican Hogan, hermano, hermano. Um, I think I, Putin are locked in. Yup. I. Fuck. I'll I'll say John Cena. Ow. Give beef coin fifty beef coins for the wow. right answer. Wow! All right, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. Oh, that's Cena. that's all I got. Nothing, nothing super mind blowing right. there, but all right. I got one since we're uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna see his face here soon. So, gents, uh, there was a uh, WWE correspondent, uh, backstage interviewer, an all around awkward human being with the name of Todd. Pettengale or Turd Purton Girl. Right? Turd Purton Girl. Turd Purton. Have we well, hold on. Before you ask this question, have Timber. we heard any more have they mentioned have they made any more mention to him whenever they've been like promoting NXT takeover in your house? No, but they nope. said he's gonna be there and they and they and they've had Doc Hendricks like with like station breaks of like announcing the matches. So that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I caught wow. I, I caught a little bit of that. I have that on in the background, but I, I didn't catch any any mention of Turd Purtinger. Okay, so. so aside from the June 2020 promotional video for NXT TakeOver in your house, aside from that, prior to this, what was Todd Pettengale's, or Todd Pettengale's last WWF appearance, okay, 
technically, okay. what was his last WWF appearance? And I will give you a hint. It wasn't on camera. It was just his voice. Uh, it was for boy. an event, and I'll even give you a hint. I I'm handing you. All you have to tell me is the surname for the event. It was a promo package for a wrestler for an in-your-house. Who was the wrestler he did a promo package for, and what in-your-house was it? Fuck. When was the no. last WWF in-your-house? Uh, Vader, Bad Blood. All right, good guess. Let's see. Let's see if the other two can can surmise something. Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea. I don't follow Todd Pettengale. I don't remember him aside from his toga wearing of WrestleMania 9. Yuck. That's the last memory I have of Todd Pettengale. I'm sorry you have a memory of WrestleMania 9 that sticks with you. Me too! <laughs> Nailed it! Prior to... Uh... Prior to his return here, I remember seeing him cross-dressing on some radio stations, um, like, video ad. And I'm like, is that Todd Pengill? And sure enough, it was Todd Pengill in, like, full drag and makeup and everything. I'm like, okay. Why not? That's weird, but all right. You know. Weird, wow. weird flex, but okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I have no unearthly idea. No earthly idea? It no. was his last appearance for WWF was in a promo package for one Del Wilkes, a.k.a. the Patriot, at In Your House Ground Zero. Wow. So there you go. Fun little turd per perfect. Yeah. For you no guys. idea. Well, so, <laughs> guys. That was a good question, Putin. Well, thank you. So, guys, this uh, I, I, I'm excited to see this month. First of all, I'm glad we already have engagement from uh, the fans. Uh, on picks that we have in this new system. And like I said, if we try this system and it kind of goes meh and everyone is kind of meh on it, we can always go back to the old way we do it because this is freedom, freedom country, and that's we can do freedom things. Um, P3 card is always subject to change. P3 card is always <laughs> subject to change. There so, you go. Uh, we want to we wanna thank that bastard, or the bastard, Pat, for uh, go ahead and uh, sending in his... Uh, sending in his picks. And if you out there, okay, if you out there want to get your uh, get your picks in, uh, are they going to be able to do that by the time we get these uh, recordings up there, Cowboys? Oh, absolutely. No, I, nope, I, nope. Their deadline is Saturday at noon, which, as I understand it, is the, uh, the premiere of the show. So they will not be able to hear our picks. They will have to hear... They'll have to have their picks in before they hear our picks. All right. Well, then so what that means is that somebody, not me, because I called it, somebody will have to put the picks on the Facebook page I got officially that. and say, here are your picks. Here's the list of matches you need to pick. Pick from here. Yeah, I've got, I've got that covered. I'm, I've actually been working on that uh, that spreadsheet as, we, as we're talking. I will finish it up tonight and post it uh, tonight or tomorrow. Casual gaming logistics over here. I love it. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how this works out. And I'm excited to see if we get an outside chooser weight champion. We'll just have to go ahead and see. However, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say, though, if and not not because of the new system or anything like that. And this is this is no uh, 
not throwing shade at beef, even though I know he's always got his eyebrows peaked and always trying to weasel his way into getting the title off of whoever has it. But I will say, if there is going to be any time that I'm going to lose the title, it's probably going to be this month because just of everything else going on in the world of the champ currently IRL outside of the P3. So, well, yeah. we'll, it's a lot. We'll, we'll we'll have to see, man. We all we all have a lot of uh, ins outs and what have you is going on right we, now. We do, uh, and, that, that, and that's not to take away. That's not to take away from Jesus. anybody else. But I will say that there's a lot of a lot of shit going on, and hopefully throughout all this other shit going on hopefully i will be uh gearing up towards either a SummerSlam or aew all out uh hosting you gentlemen at the uh at the jungle that is tiger bomb tom den and you know what uh, that means folks day drunk beef coming back oh yep, yeah day show. drunk beef hey i'll uh, have, yeah, well, I'll, have I'll, I'll have a futon <laughs> and i'll have my rocker recliners down there you guys are always more than welcome to crash ha freaking za i'm in yep i'm here yeah, well now that you're closer i probably won't <laughs> well, wow okay yeah fuck your hospitality he says no <laughs> dummies that's a call back to the last time we hung out at tiger bomb toms and i almost crashed three times on the way home oh yeah fucking understand a callback I, I'm sorry, logistics. I don't understand things. I'm I am the dumb, <laughs> the dumbest, the bard that's ever been. Well, that's the the bar. The bard's been barding. Like the the band is is playing a lot and banding. Yeah, it's been, the band's been banding. It's been really good. So, gentlemen, let's see how things turn out for this pick, and then we'll see what happens with uh what what was it? Rage in a cage. Yeah, with rage in a cage, uh, fury in the fence. Uh, here in uh, in the next couple weeks, want to go ahead? Wild, wild time in the wire. Wild time in the wire. Wow. All right. Uh, the, uh, the pain in the st stain. We're off the anyway. rails. Finish. Yeah, it. we're off the rails. The Thank you very the much. The Goldberg oh, no. and the Goldberg. Oh no. No. Worst, no. That should never be a thing. Worst here porn or internationally or interstellarly. Ever. Worst porn ever. Anyway. Best porn ever. <laughs> anyway, thank you very oh, much God. to our sponsors. Let's run them down really quick. Thanks to Frigoff Ransom really and his quick. glorious channel. Hopefully our little Ransom is feeling better soon. Have some chicken noodle soup. Get some rest and hydrate, buddy. All right. And uh, make sure that you go and uh, give a uh, little shout out to Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, our very own Tiger. For cut bomb Tom and his uh and his page casual gaming dad on Facebook. Make sure you check him out. Tom, what is on the docket right now for you? Not a whole lot because I've got all this moving shit to take care of. That's true. Um, but we've got um uh let's see. Oh god. Real quick, he said. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's never it's never quick. Listen, guys, you know by now it's never quick. No matter if it's poot or ransom or whoever it's never quick so just strap in and shut up um monday nights uh this monday night we'll have monday night mario kart uh we'll have that for two weeks and then we switch over to super mario party on the switch so uh pretty much a mario monday festivity all around regardless tuesday nights of course among us wednesday nights to be determined and then i have no idea after that because this is going to be a very wonky uh next month and a half or so so okay 
Well, yeah. it, it, but with good reason, though, because you're moving into a new den. So that's fantastic. Yes. Still, go yes. give them some love and support on Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook there. And join Casual Gaming Dad's Corner. That's his little community area. You can meet some really cool people. Also, check them out on YouTube and Twitch. That's Casual Gaming Dad and Casual Gaming Dad 84, respectively. Uh, we also want to thank Mr. Sean Tischler and his work with independent wrestling in the central Pennsylvania area with IWC. So there you go. Thank you, Sean. And we're looking forward to getting out and seeing some indie wrestling. And shout out to all the indie wrestlers who are doing their thing. Also, again, want to give a shout out to my buddies over at Hookah Chats. That's Matt and Ethan. They are a lot of fun. Two buddies who talk about a lot of stuff. And Ethan is a big wrestling fan. I'm just giving a shout out. I said I'm giving a shout out. So there you go. You know what? I haven't seen forty nine ninety nine from you. So there we go. Haven't seen forty nine ninety nine from Tom. Tom, what's going on? Oh, by the way, go to Gould Gaming to buy some casual gaming dad merch so he can give us forty nine ninety nine for being a sponsor and buy yourself your own P three podcast t-shirt and you know what you know what you know what they're not $49.99 they're a very reasonable price and they're very high quality if my fat ass hasn't you want to know yet, where your 49 you want to know where your $49.99 is it's going into advertising every time i stream there you go <laughs> the man's got a point i really love it when someone comes and puts a penny on the train track that is my train of thought anyway <laughs> the uh so make sure you go on over again, that's gouldgaming.com and search for Casual Gaming Dad. He has a lot of very, very cool, like joking aside, a lot of really awesome merchandise over there. A lot of really cool stuff. Again, all very high quality. So make sure you pick that up and support Casual Gaming Dad. And of course, get your own P3 podcast t-shirt. Uh, and uh, yeah, that about covers just about all of it. For myself, the Barbarian, Poot the Bard, for Mr. Beef the legend for mr ransom the madman and his channel for golf ransom again subscribe on youtube for golf ransom he's hilarious and he's the best and he's my friend and i love him he's my friend and our current reigning defending undisputed choo choo choose her way champion mr tiger sphincter cut bomb tom sphincter cut bomb tom Finger have a wonderful cut. evening what? still Fuck long your stinger or day Outros or night still long no, it's mine. Nope. Dickhead! <laughs>